0: which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
1: Good morning. I'm Doug
2: Krisner. And I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. Nike reporting global sales that rose 5% to $12.8 billion in the fourth quarter. This beat analysts' expectations of $12.6 billion. We get a reaction from Bloomberg's Poonam Goyle.
3: It was driven by largely a beat in asia pack, um with revenues up 16%. I mean, on a constant currency basis, revenues in China were up 25% versus mm. a 10% estimate. So a really nice beat in China with the outperformance coming in apparel and footwear.
2: Despite sales strength, quarterly profit fell just short of analysts' expectations. Nike said it was impacted by higher product input costs and elevated freight and logistics costs. Higher discounts for merchandise were also a factor as Nike tries to sell its high stockpiles of inventory. And Rish, I mentioned the shares have been tumbling a little bit now, down 3.4% in late trading. We
1: heard today from the head of the Atlanta Fed Bank, Rafael Bostic. He reiterated what he has said in the past. He wants to keep borrowing costs on hold. However, Mr. Bostic said Fed Chair Jay Powell and other colleagues at the Fed don't agree with him.
0: I believe
4: it makes sense to give restrictive monetary policy more time to work. In my view, it is less certain that we need to keep hiking the policy interest rate in the immediate term, lest we risk tightening too much, and draining too much momentum from the economy.
1: That's the Atlanta Fed Bank President Rafael Bostic. He also sees less urgency to hike rates because there are signs that inflation is easing and the labor market is cooling. Earlier, Fed Chair Jay Powell signaled the Fed will probably need to hike rates at least two more times this year as a way of fighting inflation, right?
2: Well, Fed officials will have their eyes on more economic data in the U.S. tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning Wall Street time. We'll be getting U.S. personal income and spending along with May PCE inflation numbers. Bloomberg's Michael McKee has a preview. Americans likely continued to spend more in May, but not a whole lot. Analysts are predicting a pullback as people ran down their pandemic savings and tired of buying stuff. The question is, will spending on services continue to surprise, as it did in the first quarter, helping push GDP growth through March to 2% from 1.4%. The Fed in particular will also be focused on the May PCE inflation numbers. While core inflation is forecast to remain sticky, headline inflation should drop below 4% for the first time since the pandemic. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
1: J.P. Morgan Chase is the new king of the hill, so to speak. The firm is now beating Goldman Sachs as the top deal maker. The story from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. J.P. Morgan Chase is taking credit for $284 billion in deals so far this year, giving it a 22.5% market share, compared to just $237 billion or an 18.8% share for Goldman. And the last time Goldman was knocked to second place like this was five years ago. It's tough. Tough time overall for the industry. Deal volume has plunged 42% this year compared to last year to just $1.3 trillion. And banks that ramped up hiring for deal making back in 2020 and 2021, well, they're now cutting jobs in this weaker deal flow environment. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg, Daybreak Asia.
2: Well, Doug, as mentioned earlier, we'll be getting China's June PMIs later this morning, likely showing the country's economic recovery struggling to gain traction. Bloomberg's David Inglace has more on what to expect in the data.
3: Recent signals on manufacturing have been mixed, but Bloomberg Economics expects the PMIs to reflect contraction. That's due to weak demand for goods at home and abroad. Meantime, the gauge covering services is expected to drop to 53.5% from 54.5 the month before. That suggests a third month of slowing. Taken together, the data will likely reinforce the case for stronger policy support to try and recharge the economy. In Hong Kong, I'm David Ingles, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
2: And Doug, we heard from the former IMF official Zhu Min saying that you're going to be disappointed if you think China is going to roll out some kind of massive stimulus to try to aid in the recovery. They're sticking with targeted. It's likely to be piecemeal. The yuan down about 5% against the dollar this year, and that makes it the third worst performer in Asia. So
1: maybe the next question is, away from fiscal stimulus uh, policy as it relates to the currency, could China, for example, lower the reserve? requirement ratio for foreign currency deposits at banks. That may unleash a little bit more
2: dollars into the system, maybe relieve some pressure on the yuan, who knows? And we have a story about the regulators um, seemingly cracking down, although we say in this story that we're not quite sure if they're just aiding their research, but they've been asking a lot of traders from the banks uh, to the brokers about why people are moving money around and why they're selling down the yuan. They're trying to gather information about it, so we may see some tighter controls on on capital flows. It's a seemingly different story over on the other side of the Pacific. uh, Investors in the U.S. seem pretty encouraged by the latest economic data, Uh, consumer spending was good, growth, uh, overall growth numbers, jobs data, all sort of indicating that, as you said earlier, nothing really looks like it's breaking in the economy. Uh, And if you think about it, that's a, a decent offset to the more hawkish commentary we're getting from the Fed.
1: You're absolutely right about that. And if you look at the price action in yields, though, uh, we were up today across the curve in a big way. And to go back to the point that you were making about what's happening in China with the currency, and you pointed out this point um, on the pre-show meeting, that the other side of the story is really a strong dollar story. And then I think that's about uh, the way in which yields have been responding to a lot of the eco data. We were up today in dollar terms when you look at the Bloomberg Dollar Spot Index, up about three-tenths of one percent.
2: You know what we still need to see? I mean, we've talked a lot on this show about how we've had a trend of out of the few into the many, but we haven't seen energy rally. If oil starts to go up in any kind of significant fashion, that may be the final indicator that people need that demand is coming back in the global economy. It's not that clear at the moment, but uh, we we had today, at least we had banks and energy both rallying uh, over 1%. We haven't seen that all that much of late.
1: Yeah, and uh, WTI in New York, Still below seventy dollars a barrel. That's hard to believe, isn't
2: it? Yeah, interesting though that uh, that the that the uh, uh, energy companies did rally. I'm looking at Exxon here up one and a quarter percent. Let's get an update now on global news. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled on affirmative action. We get more from Dan Schwartzman in the newsroom in New York. Dan.
4: Yeah, Brian, certainly a landmark decision. The court striking down the use of race in the college admissions process as the court voted six to three against Harvard and the University of North Carolina. Chief Justice John Roberts writing for the conservative majority says a student's individual experience in getting past obstacles in their life could be used in the admissions process, but a student's race could not be used. The court had twice over the past 20 years upheld race being used in the process. President Biden speaking at the White House says people have been misinformed as to how affirmative action works. The court has effectively ended affirmative action in college admissions,
1: and I strongly, strongly disagree with the court's decision. Because affirmative action is so misunderstood, I want to be clear, make sure everybody's clear about what the law has been and what it has not been until today. Many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students, unqualified students to be admitted ahead of qualified students. This is not, this is not how college admissions work. Rather colleges set out standards for admission and every
4: student, every student has to meet those standards. Biden was commenting from the White House. Russian General Sergei Sudovikin has been questioned by officials representing military prosecutors as a government investigates who may have aided Wagner mercenary group leader Yevgeny Prigozhin in his attempted mutiny over the weekend. Sudovikin, who is considered one of the country's top generals, is being kept in one place, according to reports, while the Moscow Times, though, says he's been arrested. According to the Financial Times, European Union's chief diplomat Josep Borrell has told the bloc summit that some generals have, in fact, been arrested. The 56-year-old has not been seen publicly since Saturday's rebellion, but according to his daughter Veronica, nothing has happened to Saravikin and that he was at work. Taiwan signing a deal to purchase anti-tank munition-laying systems from the U.S. for $146 million. The delivery of the systems is expected to be completed by the end of 2029. Taipei has been dealing with increased saber-rattling from China, with the Chinese military becoming more active around the island nation. Air quality in New York City was not as bad today as originally forecast, due to the Canadian wildfires as equality rebounded from unhealthy this morning to sensitive groups to moderate levels during the afternoon. Other parts of the country, though, are dealing with with worse conditions as air in Pittsburgh and Madison, Wisconsin, was considered very unhealthy, while Chicago, Cincinnati, and Washington were listed as just unhealthy. So far, over 30,000 square miles have been consumed by the 500 or so burning fires across Canada. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Dan Schwartzman. This is Bloomberg.
0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO, Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time.
2: I'm Brian Curtis, along with Rashad Salamat. He'll be joining us in a few moments. Uh, let's say good morning to our guest, Li jun as founder and CEO at J.L. Warren Capital. So let's take a big, broad macro view at the moment. The U.S. seems to be doing pretty well. China's stumbling a little, although the growth levels are not that far apart. In the second half of the year, do you favor China or the U.S.?
3: Oh, I think China is going to have a really tough Q3. Um I think if you um so Q- China definitely benefits from a low base Q two. So let's just not um let's just skip two thousand twenty two, which is a distorted um, you know, uh, comparison because the low base caused by lockdowns everywhere um at different timing um let's count china this uh, first half to 2021 first half you will see actually growth declined especially the in the uh, consumption um area so that spells a story of the weaker than expected macroeconomic performance and the sentiment so and then on the on the other hand us has been performing surprisingly well even though um, even though the Fed policy is highly restrictive, but you see the consumers are holding well, the housing starts picking up again. And um, yeah, and uh, so I mean, I think there's divergence um, between the two economies. And those might not be abs- those might not be completely uh, reflected in the absolute GDP growth number.
2: Yeah. Have you seen enough broadening out in the stock performance in the US to feel more comfortable about where the economy is heading?
3: I mean, I think um, so. On um, um, the big picture, from a big picture, I think uh, we are not yet seeing a significant earning recession because we don't have a broad economic recession. However, if you look at the stock, uh, stock company specifics, um, some companies are doing better than the others because, you know, they're taking shares, right? So Nike just reported and uh, North America is growing 5%. That's at a par of inflation. So maybe that's the reflection of the sneaker category just not growing as mu- as much as used to, um, or maybe the sneaker um, category and the consumption category is declining, but Nike is still taking share. So um, we still have to look into the company specific to uh, draw any conclusion for investments' purpose.
4: Um, Lee, just looking at uh, some of the uh, companies you like or don't. And uh, uh-huh. you think there's a liquidity pr- pr- risk, a high liquidity risk in in one of your biggest shorts?
3: Yes. Um, so that goes to a uh, China EV sector. Um, CPCA, which is an auto association, predicts uh, flattish auto sales year over year. In 2023, yet if you collect, if you add up all the guided number sales targets among the top 20 uh, EV makers, you get 90% year-over-year growth, which implies by the end of this year, the EV penetration will be around the 40%. Compared to right now, we are already in June going to July, it's still at 30%. So I think EV there's oversupply. In EV, you know, GF three Tesla is making about eighty five thousand cars in China, and right now it's exporting forty to fifty percent. Um, hmm. But as uh, the uh, you know capacity GF, uh, you know the it's a uh, Tesla factories in Berlin and anywhere else picking up the demand, uh the export demand for Chinese factory will decline, right? So that's just Tesla, and then in terms of uh, Neil, which is one of our uh, top short um, recommendation. It has two factories. Each factory produces about 200-300 cars a day. Highly in- efficient and highly under uh, capacity. So, okay. um, yeah, and they're guiding you know hundred percent growth year over year. So that's okay. So, uh, so, so you short steel. Neo.
2: You short Neo. Would you also be short Li Auto and Xpeng?
3: Oh, no, no, no. Um, You know, we do have concerns of the industry capacity overall, but each company is different. Um, Lee has uh, uh, its own story of, uh, you know, being the top seller of hybrid EV. And Pun has a restructuring story that's playing out for us. So those are at a much lower risk than uh, NEO
4: right let's now turn to uh, some of those companies that you would be buying here as well and what does well in an economic downturn that's the question i suppose you ask yourself but then you have to ask yourselves Mm
0: -hmm.
4: well are we getting an economic downturn
3: well i mean if you look at the china we are still substantially below 2021 consumption levels so i would uh, I would I would conclude that it's an economic contraction. Like I said earlier, we need to skip 2022 as a, as a base for comp because it was distorted because of you know um, lockdown here and there among you know among different locations in different months. So um, if we skip 2022 and comp against 2021 or even 2019, many many brands are not selling nearly as much today as. You know, uh, they were uh, two years ago, uh, let alone four years ago. So um, that to me is a contraction.
2: Okay, let's focus more on the U.S. then, because you're clearly, uh, you know, much more positive about uh, trading in the U.S. at the moment than China. Um, One of the trends we've seen of late, which might surprise some people, is that we've seen techs underperform, and we've seen, for instance, the Russell 2000 has has gained uh, more in the past month than the NASDAQ 100, and transports have as well. What are the pockets of non-tech that you like at the moment?
3: Um, I think that the the the, uh, the uh, sort of uh the line between tech and consumer is getting so close so I mean many many consumer uh, names use tech as way to uh, campaign and sell to uh their consumers digitally and uh, you know manage the CRM uh, more efficiently so um, we are, bullish on consumer discretionaries uh, are in the u.s um so those will be the multinationals uh, with diversified geographic exposures so and also that's something that we feel like you know the the U.S. investors and the global investors are so uh, cautious and the pessimistic about uh, their exposure uh, to China, and it's very hard to convince them to change that sentiment right now because there's no fundamental kind of uh, uh, inflection point out of uh, that part of the uh, world. However, if you feel like you cannot live without participating uh, a China investment, those multinationals, especially the beaten up, uh, Multinationals such as Nike, Estee Lauder, maybe I'm just saying maybe, and some European luxury names, and you know, um, you know, Montclair's and the whatever. Um, those might be a very good vehicle for them to ride the China recovery story eventually, or the upside, you know, uh, brought up, up uh, brought up by some, okay. uh, you yeah, know,
4: I, uh, I was, bigger than expected
3: sorry. stimulus package.
4: Very quickly, would that be enough to get people back into the Chinese stock market or would there be something else needed? Very quickly.
3: Well, I mean, I think um, it's a confidence crisis. So that will take time. It's not a liquidity uh, crisis. There's plenty of liquidity in the system. It's the movement, it's the velocity of the money that's the concern. No one, okay. the demand for money and activities is so low.
2: Since since you gave us a, a very um, short answer, let me give you one more question as uh, a nod to Matt Miller, one of my colleagues who said that it seems like Chinese policymakers are are going with a, a more sort of longer term view at um, fixing the economy rather than reacting very quickly, like a lot of policymakers do. Do you agree with that? Are they getting it right?
0: Yes,
3: because they have a consolidated, authoritative uh Uh, command-based economy. So they don't have to respond to market reactions or economic reactions. I mean, they have the absolute control of the people and the economy.
2: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street.
1: Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and
2: anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York. Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco.
1: Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg
2: 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis.
1: And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
0: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The
3: countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th